So Nick, why are you here today? Well, my wife just got pregnant and I wanted- Congrats. Thank you. I wanted to know, how long do I have to wait before we have sex again? You have the green light. I'm, but I'm kind of worried. I don't want to hurt the baby or like- Don't be worried about that. Baby has enough cushioning around him or her. You won't hurt the I'm baby. I'm not gonna like dent his head or anything. No, not at all. Yeah, but doc, you don't understand. I'm Nick Drosos. But who is this guy? Nick, what are you doing here? You couldn't have gotten your wife pregnant. Uh, I gave you a vasectomy a year ago. Hey guys, Nick DeRosos, Dr. Andrew Steinberg, and welcome to another episode of Have the Balls to Talk About It. Have the ovaries to talk about it. So today we got with us a gynecologist, obstetrician, specialist in high-risk pregnancy, uh, Dr. Gabrielle Kassir. Hi guys. Welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank and you for having me. We are going to talk about today a topic very important to men, uh, about what you need to know about pregnancy and childbirth. Absolutely. For men. Very important. I Very think all men should be aware of this. Yes. So, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? Where do we start? We In start... the moment the father finds out, I'm pregnant, and your life just stops for a second, and you're like, it's awesome. about to change. So, from that very moment, I look at myself personally, I, you know, just trying to read books and get as much information and as much as you try to prepare when you're sitting there and you're going through it, you're like, okay, what am I really expecting? Yeah, because what do we do? We get someone pregnant, our wife or partner, whatever, what do we think? We just think, uh, you know, 10 years down the road playing football with my son. <laughs> <laughs> Skip all that. Yeah. So let's, let's go for uh, some of the misconceptions and the things we need to yeah. know. I don't know, let's start with uh, hormonal issues because yeah. we always hear about the hormonal. Yeah. Is that real, the hormones? So there's definitely a change in hormones. It lasts throughout her pregnancy, minute she finds out she's pregnant, and kind of lasts up to those six weeks after she delivers. So, I'm not going to say it's missing. Some women feel it more than others, and so you are going to experience those kind of mood swings that sometimes women do feel, and that tend to be associated with pregnancy. Is it worse? Yeah. Is it worse during different parts of the pregnancy? Not necessarily during different. Just people feel it differently. Some women will react differently to these hormones, okay. but you do have complete change of hormones throughout your pregnancy. So. It depends on your wife. It depends how you know she tends to deal with it. Certain people will have even that same thing: cravings or non-cravings. Certain women will feel are, it. Some people are won't. those real? Because some I question those cravings if they're real or if it's just or a way just to, an excuse. Yeah, to get the guy to wake up <laughs> at two in the morning and get. Like, I want a bag of chips too. Yeah, <laughs> it now. might be a combo of both. You have that like I want McDonald's right now. You know that kind of craving. Um, but again, that's another thing most men don't realize. You know, they think that their wives have to be eating more, or should be doing more, or are not doing enough. In reality, it's 100 to 300 calories per day extra that a woman should be taking. Which is not Which is a lot. Not, it's an extra couple of bananas a day. Right. Like, it's not a lot. So, so much less than, I think a lot of people, they think they're eating for two. Right, that's it. Which is kind of a misconception. Right. Yeah. And when, uh, I want to go back to the hormone thing. Yeah. So, because <laughs> I, I, I've heard a lot of my friends, and you know, are married, and she's like, man, she, her hormones are driving me crazy. She's, the cravings. So, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> I, whatever she asks. Whatever she asks. Have the balls to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to drill you with so many questions <laughs> because I'm going to speak for all the men out there who are watching and just like, I mean, do I whatever. I think you have to be the best version of yourself in the sense be 
a supporting husband okay. and just be there for her. again she is experiencing all these changes that she's so not they're, they're accustomed actually to. real like yes. if you were to put her on like there's so many physiological changes that happen with pregnancy whether it be skin related or related uterus related um hormone imbalances yes she has a whole surge of different hormones that she's just not been accustomed to before so absolutely i think you just have to be there to be able to talk with her and let her experience these things and another question that i get often from from friends woman's pregnant you can have sex right it's not you're not gonna like poke the baby hurt the baby like i mean I, I sound like, let's yeah. get into that now <laughs> you can yes sex is not contraindicated in pregnancy okay absolutely there are specific i mean uh pathophysiology there's specific etiologies in pregnancy of different um problems that do if somebody has a sore cervix or going into preterm labor then those are things that we say don't tend to you know aggravate the matter yeah. but in a normal pregnancy that's evolving well yes you can have sex how long you can have sex till how i long? mean you feel comfortable enough to be able to do it how long you're able to last yeah. <laughs> that's a premature ejaculation <laughs> episode is it is it true i was watching a show and they were trying to have sex to induce the baby so is that it's, it's been it's been it's been shown that sex has had a tendency or a positive correlation with inducing a pregnancy. I can't say that it's been statistically inducing a pregnancy. Inducing labor. For sure sorry. inducing pregnancy. <laughs> sorry. Inducing pregnancy definitely. Inducing labor. So it's definitely been associated with that. I can't say it's really strongly associated, okay. but it's one of those things that we say, yes, sometimes having sex can make you go into labor. Just like taking a walk. We, Spicy foods, I heard that one. No, no. that's that, that's more of a myth. Okay. But you do have what we tend to tell patients is, you know, go for a walk. Go around if winter time, like take a walk around the mall, take a walk around your block. Like those are things that'll help. Yeah. And yes, sex. So again, it's not contraindicated. Okay. And it's more the fact of men wanting to know too, well, when can we resume sex after all this happens? I had a friend of mine, he did not have sex during his whole pregnancy with his wife. Because he just felt like it was he was gonna like hurt the baby and he felt like psychologically weird, like his kid's gonna He thought his baby was gonna be feeling this, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you're protected. You're, it's okay. But those are the same men yeah. who probably say, My wife shouldn't exercise, she should sit at home. Yeah, like yeah. don't overstimulate things. Yeah. You can do all this in pregnancy without a problem. Whatever exercise you were doing before, you can continue to do. Like let your wife After after delivery, how fast are you gonna have sex again? So again, after delivery, so there's kind of criteria. One, your perineum has to be healed, right? The actual vagina, the stitches have to be gone. Um, contraception has to be in place if that's something that, again, people kind of forget about that. Yes, so I've seen think, people get pregnant. People think breastfeeding is contraception and I've... I've uh... So exclusive breastfeeding, when actually done properly, can be a means of... But we never tell patients, rely just on that. Sure. You should always have a second me a method. I had a friend who got, pregnant, who got pregnant on that. A doctor, well, whatever, who was uh, well-read, well, well who yeah, got his wife pregnant thinking breastfeeding was going to... So there's strict criteria. There's certain hours you have to be able to breastfeed within. So we never tell people to rely just on that. Yeah. So you need that to be in place. You need the stitches to be healed. And you have to be ready to be able to do emotionally ready. Yeah. And so most of the time, to be honest, most women will wait till their four to six week kind of follow up with their physician. Um, just won't really be in the mood till then. I'm not right. saying if everything's healed and she's feeling well, it's not a problem. Didn't to your wife at the time tell you six months? <laughs> like that. I don't know if that was doctor I, I, word, but. I have a question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a question. Obviously it expands. Yes. Right? Does it go back to its original, original state or is it like a little bit bigger after that loosey goosey like? Um, 
Again, I think that everybody's <laughs> laughing. I can I can barely like trying to pass a piano through a window. It just doesn't fit, and you just try to like. It's a hell of a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it depends. So first, it depends on the patient's or your whatever woman's actual tissue constitution. Okay. So. If she has good muscle tone, and again, depending on the type of tear she's had, most women will go back to their normal state prior to pregnancy. Once the hormone levels have got off, once everything's healed, most will go back to the way it was. Some people have bad scar tissue that forms. Some people have loose connective tissue where it's just, maybe might be a bit more loosey-goosey, but most, in a general rule, will go back to what they have. Yes. I have another question. When, yeah. when like, I mean, I remember when my when my wife had given birth and I cut the cord and I like... Isn't it so much more, I don't know, thicker it's than crunchy. Yeah, yeah. It's right? crunchy. I like, thought, I, people don't realize, men no. go, oh my God, this is ridiculous, I can't, like I have to do it a couple of times. And that's, like, I, I thought it was weird, I thought it was like, cause I was like, like I'm cutting, I'm like, it's like cutting. It's like spongy. Yeah, it's yeah. like calamari, and I'm like, what's yeah. that? Yeah. It's, it's, I was, I'm trying to cut it, I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. And calamari. The umbilical cord feels like calamari. <laughs> Right? You heard yes. it here. I, I said, I'm gonna have the it's boss. It's actually a very good analogy. It does feel like I'm, I'm gonna have the boss to say it, but say I, it. I, I like, I like bald like a baby. I don't know why, Lie. what happened. I'm gonna say it, I bald like a baby when my son was born. And I was like, okay, I was the whole time. And then when he came out, there was like a surge of, like, I mean, emotion. And I, I didn't, I felt like it was this, it wasn't just me crying of happy, it was something yeah. else. And is that, do men experience that? You see, like being there, what do you, what have you experienced men going through? So men, truly, I think it's a lot more common than you realize. You tend to cry when your wife gives, when you see your child for the first time, a lot of men sob up. And it's not, you can be a six foot five football player, you can be five foot five, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of emotional, I guess, mm. you know, image that you put out there. Most men tend to tear up. Yeah, it's baby. I just think it's a surge of emotion. Everything. It really is. It's all, your life is you're changing. You're scared, you're and happy, you're, you're, you're everything. Do you realize you created this and that yeah. you brought somebody into this world and that you have your baby here and you now have this responsibility and this amazing joy that just got brought to your life? Yeah, of course, you're going to be emotional. How many men pass out? Oh, <laughs> okay, so that's not, I'm not going to say it's common, but more common than you think. I've, I, For sure. I, I had to stitch up a man at the same time I stitch up his wife because he had passed out when he saw the baby come out and just realized like, oh my God, this, the blood and the fluid and everything that just happened. And he collapsed to the ground, hit his head on, the, on one of the countertops no. and had this huge slash on his forehead. And I went, oh my God, we have to get him done. and We have to get this one done. And I, men, get, men get grossed out a lot. In my training as, as a resident, I did, I did one delivery. Uh, you know, I walk into the room, they called me and woman's legs are spread open and yeah. starting to push. And I say, okay, where's, where's the doctor to deliver the baby? And there was another guy, obstetrician who was on call and he wasn't there yet. And all, everyone's looking at me and one nurse said, put on gloves, you're, yes. you're, this is your, and I, I, I almost passed out literally. <laughs> and I just sat there and delivered a baby. And you know, I was a little lightheaded, but uh, it went well. You so, know what, some of the first- And I'm a doctor. Yes. Trained in surgery. It's still, a, still, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. The first delivery I ever, ever, ever did was in Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami. And we ended up, I, it was my first day. I'd never done gynecology or obstetrics. And I go meet my attending and we couldn't find him. And finally they go, he's in room four. So we knock on room four, comes out and he looks at me and he goes, are you my medical student? And I said, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. And he goes, you ever deliver a baby before? And I said, nope. And I'm in civilian attire, like nothing, no scrubs on. He goes, great day to do so. So he throws me into the room. I have, I have 
Tory Burch flats on my shoe. Like, I have not dressed. And he goes, go. And so I walk in this room and it's this larger African-American woman, with a huge football player type of guy. And she's pushing and he just put gloves on me and went, have fun. And Make this sure woman was <laughs> screaming at the top of her lungs and I felt like I, in, a, in my head, was screaming with her. Truly was screaming with her. And then I delivered this baby. Anyways, it went fine, delivered the baby, put it on the way. And I looked up and they were both, mom and dad were both crying. And I went, this is so worth it. This is such a great moment. And that's when you decided to go into a That's exactly, in that moment I went, wow. I said, this is kind of, I just felt like the field chose me then. Did you dirty your Tory Burch shoes? Luckily not. <laughs> Luckily they were salvageable. <laughs> Luckily they were good. So what are the things you, men need to know? Like, wh what are that some you've of heard of some of their say, fears or some yeah. of their, uh, you know, or during delivery or during anything? So I think a lot of the men are, and I think that's the number one question, I think the same thing as the woman, is they just want to know, like, when am I going to, when could we tell people? And when is, could we be assured, like, when am I going to know this is a healthy baby? How are we going to find out the sex? And so a lot of them have questions of, like, what are we actually getting, what is to come? And so what we usually say is we tend to tell couples to wait till they get their 12-week ultrasound. Um, at that point, you know, the risk of miscarriage is lighter once you pass that first trimester and you have an ultrasound that shows that the baby, everything's going well and that you've had genetic testing and things seem to be well. And so we usually say around 12 to 16 weeks you can start telling people or at least that's the safer time to do it. And then an anatomy scan is usually done around 18 to 20 weeks and that's when you look at the baby from head to toe and then you find out the sex, which is Wait. usually when we tell the husband if there's one ultrasound you want to go to, it tends to be that ultrasound. When can you find out, which, which ultrasound can you find out if your kid's going to get into medical school or law school? <laughs> That's years later. <laughs> do, do you, uh, men who are debating if they should be in the room or not in the room when the wife's giving birth, like I've heard yeah. some, some men don't want to be there to see Yeah, I mean, the you're, you're seeing a lot, you know, you're seeing your wife legs spread open, yeah. stretched vagina, pooing on you, peeing on you. It's not necessarily a... So again, we, did, we had a discussion before and I mean, I'd say a good 30 to 50% of first time mothers and even they tend to poo during delivery, okay? Right. That's a known fact, like men don't be surprised by this. A lot of men, I'm not gonna say, most men will come into delivery. They wanna be present for that. They'll come in, they'll stand at the head of at the, the mom. Head. The head of the mom. But if they go on the other side, yeah. is that gonna psychologically not wanna sleep with them or like turn, like, cause you, 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 you. I think that really depends on the man, but I will say a lot of women will shoo the man and say, no, you're coming back up here. I don't want you to see this. A lot of women do you have, will say. Do you have women who refuse to have their husband in the room with them altogether? No. no. Never that, seen that? I've, I've never had. Opposite. You better be in the room. They are, they're in there. They want them to see what yeah, they're going through. Right I'm going no. through, you're going to go through it with like, me. You're going to feel this with me. So no, I, I haven't had one said categor like categorically say, no, you're not supposed to. Don't come in this room. But I will say a lot of men will peek through when the head's coming out just because yeah. they want to see their kid being born. That's when they pass out. And most of the time, yeah, that's when they yeah. get a bit of a surprise. But most I'd say more than 90% of men will not come and look while we're sitting there repairing their wives. Right, and the placenta's coming out and all this stuff. They don't want to see that. And so most will sit at the head of the bed and avoid yeah. that circumstance. Didn't you poo in your pants during the pregnancy? <laughs> Delivery? Let us know about that. Come on. Didn't you? I told you, stop that. Come on. Um, and I think the other thing a lot of men want to know is, you know, how much weight is my wife going to gain? Like, does this go back to normal? Is this something that yeah. tends to, like, stay on? And, and so... We'll, a lot of men, we tell them, I mean, the normal weight gain is around 25 to 35 pounds. That's how much weight that woman usually gain. And that tends to, again, it depends on your wife, how active she is and what's going on. Breastfeeding is kind of 
caloric. I've, I've trained women until, like I said, till like eight, eight and a half months. Uh, I just avoid the jumping, yeah. which they say really, you know, doesn't really matter. But I, I, I just, everything else she does, like I normally train her, I don't start them on a new program if they're not already training. Okay. This is from what I've, like. So it's I actually changed the recommendation. Even women who haven't done okay. exercise prior to pregnancy can actually do exercise in pregnancy. It's just to avoid the abdominal trauma. And then I remember uh, cesarean was six or eight weeks. Yes, yeah, cesarean, you want to make sure your scar is properly healed. You see your doctor, make sure everything's going well before we tell you, okay, go back to the gym. What about pelvic floor exercises during the pregnancy? Not after, well, after obviously, but... Uh... So some people will do it as a prophylactic kind of, you know, preventative way before they deliver to reinforce their muscles. And yeah. that's something that if a woman wants to do it, absolutely. A lot of pelvic physiotherapists want to see their patients for a consultation once before they actually deliver, give them exercises they can do to help reinforce their muscles. And then if need be after, we tell them usually to wait at least six weeks to three months before right. starting doing pelvic physiotherapy. Right. So it's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing to do. Absolutely. And husbands can sometimes get involved in that. Yeah. And a lot of husbands, that's another question that sometimes we get is, you know, could I help my wife with these exercises? You know, they buy these oils. Um, we've had, I've had a husband come in and literally the entire time spray oil all over his wife while he was, she was delivering. Like just sat oil, there like with like an oil. Oil, like what kind of oil? Oil, could, oil like olive oil. olive oil. Like came in with all the natural, some people come on with her, organic on oil. Head? That one actually had olive oil on him. On her I, head? Which? No, on the, in the vagina, like on the perineum. Well, the was it baby Greek? was extra virgin I, oil? That I didn't realize. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that he had this bottle and was shooting this on his head. There's a business to go into here. Something else. Greek I would have, extra I would have been like, don't waste the olive. Give me some bread. A whole other commercial basically do for that. No tzatziki, though. No tzatziki. But men, men, I... I feel like men are a lot more involved in that process mm -hmm. of stretching out the woman's muscles and getting her ready for delivery a lot more than I think most like to admit. I think oh, yeah. they, they don't discuss this, but they're involved. And yeah. after, after childbirth, what, is, you know, what are some of the things men could do? Like, what do, what do we need to learn? Like, I think it's just to share the tasks sure. with your wife. I think everybody's going through so many different changes, and I think to be there, and I mean, your wife has to wake up and breastfeed. That's inevitable if she's breastfeeding. Um, but just to be able to be there and, you know, emotional help. Um, Postpartum for women. Yeah. I mean, is it is it real? Like, I mean. Depression. Yes. Yeah. Is it does? Why does that happen? And is it real? Is it psychological? Is it? It's is definitely it, real. Okay. It's definitely real. It's about 10 to 15 percent of women who go through postpartum depression, even that probably high? more than yeah. And what that, that we've mean, actually like recognized and diagnosed. Yes, right. some people don't even seek treatment, um, but that's something that you know. There's a difference between postpartum blues and then actual postpartum depression. Blues tends to be a bit more transitional, tends to be shorter lasting. The symptoms are not as severe. She doesn't have a lack of interest or really those depressive mm -hmm. um, symptoms. Um, and so those are things to look at. I, I knew a wife. mom who hated her kid. Like when she was born, she was like, I don't want him, I don't want to touch him. Like she was like completely. Again, those are hormonal changes as well. It's a whole, and it's also just the personality at the basis. And so I think all that combined and just circumstances surrounding delivery, things happen that you're not expecting sometimes. Do you, do you give them medication for that? You can be medically treated, absolutely. Wow. They can have psychotherapy, they can see psychiatrists, they can actually get medical. How, how long could that last? Postpartum yeah, depression? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it depends yes, when you actually okay. diagnose. It can. Some people wow. get through it a lot quicker than others, depending on when they seek treatment, how much help they have. Um, do they have a supportive family? Do they have a supportive network? 
Um, so it, it's variable. That's we talked about it the same thing for men as well. You yeah. said it's a whole Brushed other show. Yeah, I think yes. that's the first time I've heard of that. that. We are. But know that it exists. Postpartum it depression in, in, in the husband, in the, in the father. Well, yes. It kind of makes sense because like we're, we're, we're kind of dealing with the other half and we're like, you're depressed, now I get depressed. You Kind of a mirror effect. Yeah, it's like a mirror effect, right? But just like just like, like we gain weight when they gain weight during the pregnancy. <laughs> you gotta have those cravings. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna give in. Somebody's to gotta yes. feed you. But the male depression does happen. It doesn't necessarily the woman doesn't have to be depressed as well for the male for the male to be. I think it's just something that men are becoming a lot more aware of, and socially, it's something that has gotten a lot more recognition that male postpartum depression exists. That's a whole other show because I think we're not as tough. Yeah. men are not are not as tough as they used to be. We're, you know, like we're, you know. I Maybe you're just more in touch with your emotions. Yes. Yeah, but eh, yeah, yeah. I don't it's know okay. about that. It's okay, man. I got you. I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing. Group hug. Andrew, come here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so we'll save that. So um, great, great, fascinating topic yes. and, and important uh, information for, for all the men out there who are planning to have get someone pregnant or have got their wife or partner pregnant. So yeah. Thanks so much for coming Thank with us. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you guys have any questions or, yeah. or ideas for future topics with Dr. Kassir? Put them in the, the comment, comment box. box below. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, it was a pleasure. So guys, I want to thank you for watching another episode of Have... The Ovaries Talk About It. <laughs> <laughs>